1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
2: Believe.
1: All right, welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I am Daniel McDoug, and as always, I'm joined by Dr. Hojideh, Dr. Gismoji, and John Sheeran. And we have a very, very very special guest today. I'm talking about Elise Jesse, who joined us a couple months ago after she broke the bombshell story about how Mike Brown was begging and pleading with his players not to kneel, and he was offering them all sorts of favors and benefits and all that. And uh, in the end, we all know what happened. Now there are no players, fans in the stands. So Mike Brown got out of that one pretty easy. But now we have a new story that's about the coaching staff. And uh, Elise... Elise this article. I mean,
3: I'm, I'm calling this the anger edition, and it has nothing to do with you, Elise. It has to do with me and my anger over Joe Burrow. I've gained twenty pounds since Sunday on shrooms, not not hallucinogens. I've been eating fried mushrooms out of desperation, so I'm angry, and I want to hear your story.
1: Well, yeah. So, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. And I mean, sure. I will give my I will give my summary before you tell us, uh, you know, the important parts that I left out. Basically, the players, some of the players who are remaining. Uh, autonomous, I think, right? anonymous think. Anonymous. <laughs> autonomous yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. Sense. yeah. Okay, okay. Let's, okay. Let's focus on the important things here. Yeah. <laughs> and so they are saying that, look, Zach Taylor's coaching environment is like a college environment or worse, which means yeah. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe that means like they're serving in. them like a jail. They're serving them maybe ramen noodles, and Zach is wearing flip-flops, I think, around practice. I don't know what worse than that would mean, but it's very unprofessional. It's not a professional football team. And, uh, and some of the uh, assistant coaches, like Lou Anarumo, yeah. have been abusive. And yes. my internet is a little unstable, so I haven't been able to download the full article. Some of the letters don't show up, but they were missing. So it's something like their dumb mother fingers, I think, or dumb yes. but- butchers or something. And I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure exactly what the one is. At
3: least in our village, calling someone a butcher is the worst thing. You never call someone a butcher. <laughs> yeah, they are, they really have it bad. But yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, they, and, and then and then like if you
3: call someone a mother butcher, oh my gosh, that's it. End of the story, it's a big fight. So look,
1: this is the thing. And then we have of course our favorite Jim Turner, who oh. yeah, we had some players on our show and I won't mention their names. I'll keep them, I'll keep them atomicized or whatever so that they aren't embarrassed. But Adamized. when they were on our show yeah, they were they were too embarrassed to say, you know, reveal things about him, which shows they don't have a relationship with him. Like I asked if he has a, a snuggle buddy or if what his favorite ice cream truck treat is, and they had no answers. So clearly, yeah. he I has. The, I don't
2: think anybody like snuggles on a regular basis.
1: He
3: does. Daddy <laughs> does. Daddy. I, I, I do. Never, I yeah, do. Da, if Daddy saw a therapist, it would be weeks and weeks of work and probably some hard drugs. <laughs> he, he never got yeah. past the infantile stage. He, yeah, he, he, he wears feet on his pyjamas.
1: But look, Jim Turner, he called Isaiah Prince a Sorry. tug. He told him a tug. And let us not ignore the racial connotations with that kind of language. The problem is there. So I will, I, will, I will stop there and let you kind of uh, fill in the blanks. Yeah, Fill them in.
2: Uh, I, the article I think speaks a lot for itself, but yeah, there's, there's a reason why Isaiah Prince was not happy with being called a thug by his coach. And there is a reason why LaCharles Bentley basically raised hell from what I was told about that incident and told Jim Turner to apologize for that. And here's the thing. When you talk about a coach using certain language towards players, that's not uncommon in football at any level. But players take it a certain way based on whether or not they have a relationship with that coach. So if the players and coaches have a strong relationship, and there's trust between them. And the the coach cusses that player out for not doing something correct, the player will take it one way. But if the player doesn't respect the coach who's cussing him out, and doesn't understand why he's cussing him out, it's going to be taken differently. And, you know, I've talked to other people in the league. And it's like, you know, if you're going to walk around and cuss out your players and use like that type of language towards them in anger. I mean, wouldn't you look at yourself and think, you know what? Maybe I should try to coach a different way so that this player understands it.
0: I think I think the four wins in 2 years kind of kind of speaks to that
3: as well. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of says it all, doesn't it, John? Yeah, that. Yeah, and 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 watching Carlos Dunlap sabotage his career—the man was perfectly fine losing under Marvin Lewis. I'll remind no, did, I
2: don't think he sabotaged his career. I think he bought himself a few more years,
3: actually. No, I, making right. that I meant uh, I meant his season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant what? I meant losing. I meant not looking good on purpose so that he could leave the team. Yeah, he saved I think career. he basically meant he him. sabotaged. Well, when,
2: when he went in front of the media that day and aired stuff out, he found out that he was demoted moments before going in front of the media.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. that. That's breaking too, Daddy. That's breaking.
1: Yeah, but Jesse, I, I want to ask you something. So you said how you know the players, if they have a relationship... You know, if there's an understanding, like we can joke with our friends. Like I call mm-hmm. these guys all sorts of names when the ratings are low, especially, and they're very low right now. And I blame Zach Taylor yes. for getting Joe Joe Burrow injured. Uh, but but uh, I call them all sorts of things, and they don't mind at all. You know, yeah, but if peace. someone
2: if someone yeah. you don't know walks up to right. you and calls you a butcher,
1: exactly, it's not yeah. be very good. That's That's it. Exactly. you in the face. That you have but, to by but law. But without, yeah, what, what I'm trying to say is. Zach is a young, unproven coach. Yes. And he had, he had veteran guys, Carlos Dunlap, AJ Green, who he's who's kind of he's rubbed the wrong way. And most importantly, like, you know, there was, there was a, a tweet I saw about how he didn't even know how to run a practice at first. And you're talking about how he's going around with wearing flip flops and all that. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. And, the, and the, the players know that. They've been around, they know what winning football looks like. And he's so, he's so stubborn. I mean, you look at, you talked about how how Joe was the heart of the team and when he went down how Zach Taylor's like oh nothing's changed everything's gonna be fine you know we're gonna roll with Ryan Finley oh and they benched Ryan Finley before his first start everything is chaotic but he acts like no everything is cool he's in denial and he gets upset like there's a question about the offensive line and he was like what are you talking about we're making improvements I'm not gonna apologize you know Joe Burrow didn't tear every single ligament he still has his LCL intact he's fine he still has a leg He he still has his leg we didn't have to amputate it our offensive line is great that was his answer basically and so you got to think when a guy is that stubborn and that arrogant and that unproven and that young and he's dealing with veteran guys who know how to do it really I don't see a resolution I mean, unless they just jettison every veteran and just have, well, like you said, these players who are who are just worried about their jobs and will do whatever he says. Well, the first, the first thing is
2: that you could have the smartest coach in the league and the players aren't going to care what that coach has to say until they feel like that coach cares about them, if that makes sense. Players want to be put in a position to succeed individually and also win. That's what they want to do. That's no secret. Obviously coaches are competitive as well, but it's how they go about building those relationships. And when a coach like Lou Anarumo, for example, shows favoritism towards one player and then acts differently towards another and shows inconsistency, players are put in a position where they have to watch out for that because they don't know if they're going to be next to fall out of favor with him. So yeah. when you don't it's have like trust, a you don't have consistency, yeah. there's not, there, you don't see accountability. I mean, what el- what else do you expect from players? They're not going to put their bodies on the line for something like no. that.
0: Do you get the sense from the people that you, that you talked to that this was a consensus forming in the locker room or was this, do you think a lot from players who have been in the locker room for a while and just are just not buying what Taylor is because he is the new the new coach in the sense?
2: I think there are players who, I mean, you have a room of 64, 65 guys, so there's everyone's not going to have the exact same opinion, obviously. There are some players who thrive in this system who also thrive in Lou Anarumo's system. But like Jesse Bates has said to me before, and I've written about this, you know, year one with Lou Anarumo, he didn't feel like he could ask certain questions to Lou. And now he's built a better relationship over time with Lou to where he can ask those questions and not feel like he's being you know, put down or unintelligent, and he can kind of figure out a way to understand what the expectations are of him, and that helps him play better.
3: Well, Elise, I'm gonna follow up with John's question for a clarifying question. Now, yes. a lot of your sources are anonymous, and, I'm sh- and, I- and that's fine, I respect that. But following John's question, I guess if I will put it like this, if you had to guess the percentage of disgruntled Bengals players, just guessing, what would be your guess?
2: Oh God, <laughs> it's in the double digits.
3: That's crazy. That's how many guys are on the team. It's not not two two or three. It's not Mm -hmm. two
2: or three. It's not two
3: or three. It's not two or three. It's at least 13, 14 we're talking about. That's crazy.
2: The thing is, though, the... Like their anonymity is extremely important to me. And of course. It's not, yeah. it's not just players who are speaking though. It's also right. coaches. It's also people within the organization who are not wow. playing their coaching football. So it's not just the players.
0: Do, do you get a sense that there could be, if not Zach getting fired, because I don't think that's necessarily on the table. Do you get the yeah. sense that there is major shakeups um, impending after the season?
2: I would hope for the player's sake and for Zach Taylor's sake, that there would be, the issue is that I don't know how successful he will be in trying to get an established qualified coach to come in and fill that spot like at offensive line or at defensive coordinator I don't I'm sure you guys remember Jack del Rio didn't even want to interview in Cincinnati no. so that's gonna if he goes down that path it'll it will <laughs> be quite a challenge it's going to be difficult
1: yeah I mean we couldn't so, even get Bill Callahan
3: to join his son. In, you know, no, you know. I, I, I will say this I'm not an expert But from a fan's perspective The anger of course is directed at Zach But is really directed at Jim Turner on the offensive line They broke that poor boy With the angelic face, the prepubescent Fluff, Joe, Joe Burrow I mean, we love that kid And you know what broke my heart at least? He goes off the field, an hour later he's like Can't get rid of me that fast Young man, we never wanted to get rid of you, we love you They broke that kid You know, it broke my heart the way they broke that kid, I was very. Upset. And people say Zach Taylor's good at coaching Joe Burrow. That makes no sense. Joe yeah. Burrow Actually, is self-coachable, as, exactly, as Daddy would yeah. say. As, as Daddy would say, Joe Burrow is autonomous. He's yeah. like an elevator. You push he the is. button, he does the when job. You're saying well, but
1: you're mentioning his name, so right, he's no longer autonomous. But let me say this, Elise, look, building on Hoji's uh, whatever that was, question, comments, uh, you know, rant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So so look, the Bengals won one respectable, they had one good game in the Zach Taylor era. It was against the Titans. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, look, Zach Taylor is scheming people oh, He's doing all this great stuff. He's so brilliant. He had one game. But is the sense in the locker room the same that me and Hoji have, basically, that any success they've had on offense, which is really the only area they've had some success, I mean, some improvement, isn't it clear that it's all Joe Burrow? That he is kind of creating the the windows, getting people open. I mean, you know, and his chemistry with Tyler Boyd. And it and is it does anybody basically think Zach Taylor is a offensive mind? You know, with the future, he's a young up and coming offensive mind. Like this guy is going to he's going to take us to heights like the Rams, or is it just like oh, I guess we can deal with him, but the assistants are. An even bigger problem.
2: No, I haven't specifically asked the players that question, to be honest with you. His offensive genius was certainly the sentiment coming in. And there are certain players who are just flat-out talented, like Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, yeah. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. I think those guys easily flourish wherever they go. So they're they're outliers to me. I,
3: I, here's what I think. I wonder if he's going to be able to win a game. By the end of the season, I don't see how he can. I mean, I well, yeah. at least I mean, you pick the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, actually, Ryan at least team. actually, at least I think I think the
1: most harsh allegation, if I can call it that, in the article was it said that some sources are saying Zach Taylor is four twenty one and one now in his career. If that's true, I mean, that's that's maybe worse than all the other stuff put together. But let me ask you something at least. You said that there's non players involved, right? Oh. So I'm just going to throw out an example. And you don't have to say this is true or not, but you can say I'm Perfect. on the right track. Because so, like, it. for instance, Mike Brown's wife, right? I mean, Mike Brown's a cheap guy. She obviously has a lot of, you know, purses and shoes and things that she probably needs. I have no idea. She, <laughs> compla- she hasn't complained to you at all about the lifestyle of being basically uh, uh, in poverty <laughs> I do, I do. This is, when uh, you have on. billions of dollars. Yeah.
3: You can't play this game. This is the anonymous game where you start to guess like, is that this person, is it that person? She's a reporter. She can't give away her sources. So you can't start yeah. guessing. And being like okay. I I can confidently say that it's not Mike Brown's wife. No.
1: See, see, OG? Yeah, we are, getting, we are, closer. We are <laughs> getting closer. We are a getting closer. We are getting A lot more than you expected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, this is this is breaking. We got you gotta write another. By the way, Elise, you can find her stuff on Sports Illustrated's All Bengals sites. And and this is going to be a new article now. I think, right, Elise? I mean, but anyways,
3: yeah. But uh, so look, it's an interview with a vampire. But it's an interview with daddy <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> Yeah. You guys are crazy. I forgot how crazy
2: yeah. you guys
3: are. Yeah. <laughs> I am calling I am calling last Sunday Burrowgate, And the reason I'm calling it Burrowgate is quarterbacks go down all the time. But this quarterback, this young, healthy, beloved quarterback, went down because of negligence, too many drop back plays, too much too much pressure, too much, too many sacks, more than anyway. Historically speaking, it's mm-hmm. Burroughate. And I think, at least if there was value to your well you want to respond, go ahead. I- running
2: the, running the ball is essential to making sure that an offense is not one dimensional i think that i think yes. anybody who watches football knows that that's not a secret and when you think about a player like joe burrow drafted first overall and he's the face of the franchise now and you are paying him all this money the number one priority should be to keep him on the field yes that should be at the top of the list to make sure that Joe Burrow is able to stay healthy, stay on the field.
3: And, and John, and John, to what extent do you blame the offensive line for what happened to Joe Burrow? And the coaching of the offensive line? What, hold I mean, on, before,
1: before you answer, no, John, 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 John. John. John, John. John, John, John. I know, but, but John, before you answer that, to what extent do you blame Zach Taylor for the offensive line we see before us?
0: It, it just seems like the negligence was already done in the offseason when they only signed a career backup guard who has played like 40 snaps this season because he got injured and then they drafted a guy in the sixth round who unfortunately did not look very good at his new position at right tackle on Sunday. So like that hit, it was unfortunate and the severity of it It was obviously unlucky, but he was the most hit rookie quarterback through the first 10 games for a reason. The offensive line was just bad and when you get hit that many times, the odds of one of those hits being catastrophic just only increases. So like like Elise says, like the, the lack of balance obviously hurt him because it put him on the field a bit more and also like they had one realistic goal is to keep them healthy. Unfortunately, they didn't, do, they didn't do enough to upgrade the offensive line to make sure that was possible.
2: Well, and I, I put a lot of that on the offensive line coaching and that's because mm-hmm. there are guys that are on that field that are simply trying to survive. Technique is not addressed in the meetings. Accountability is not there. They are, they want to protect Joe Burrow, they want to get better, they want to play at their height, but they're not, they're not getting that, that you they're know, getting, Yeah, they're not getting the think they're they not need to do that and correct Did mistakes. You? That's one of the biggest yeah. things is correcting their mistakes and moving on from there and practicing and making sure that they understood the mistake they made and then be able to go out and practice in practice.
3: Wednesday yeah. and Thursday, what it, they need to do in order to succeed would, in the next game. It sounds like you're saying they're not being coached. I had a bad piano teacher. Same thing. All they do is correct your mistakes, but they don't tell you how to do it right. If right. they address your mistakes at all. No. Yeah. If yeah. They, yeah, they just yell at you and call,
2: I, and call you a butcher.
1: I and would listen, say this. I, Jim
2: Turner yeah. was always very, very nice to me personally, mm-hmm. but the stories that I hear. To your, to your just, face. To your face. not. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, most people ahead. are nice
2: yeah. to people's faces. But yeah, behind behind closed doors, it's it seems very, very different. And players were wary already coming in because when they saw that hire of Jim Turner, they instantly remembered his track record from Miami. Yeah. Players and coaches talk, obviously. We all know that. And so when they saw the name Jim Turner go across the board, they were instantly on high alert. And when I asked the, for reactions even back then, they were saying, you know, I hope that he proves this track record wrong.
1: Yeah, I think I can say this because he made his own name. He did. He decided not to keep his name iconicized. And that is Billy Price recently when he liked the tweet saying that the Bengals need the new O-line coach, basically. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, Chris Rowling, no. yeah, he, he, he took a, a screenshot before Billy Price unliked it. But yeah, I mean, Billy Price basically... These guys, they know they the offensive line players, the offensive linemen, like I said, we had them on the show. And when I asked them at Jim Turner, they they kind of looked to the side and yeah. they kind of like gave it a smirk and they're like, Jim yeah. Turner is a good guy. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges, but you know, something like that. And yeah. I won't say I can't say their names. Please don't click on our YouTube videos. Um, you can find them <laughs> if you that. click on the DNH sports logo and then you go to videos, yeah. you can find the there's an interview section. Please don't click on those because I want their names to remain iconicized.
3: But, but, anyways, but, but please yeah, do yeah. comment in the comment section below this video about please. your thoughts as to what should happen with the future of Cincinnati Bengals. I and also,
1: yeah, and also I what own. you want, yeah, also what you want Elisa's next hit piece to be like, who should she go after? Next. What I'll is, be honest with you guys. Uh, I I yeah. do
2: not like writing hit pieces. I'm just oh, gonna sorry. tell you that it I Please. anybody who is, lived is. I or worked with you. me in Cincinnati knows that I am positive Polly. They used to call me positive Polly when I worked in Cincinnati. Look at what
3: the I and it did it to all of us. I'm telling you, I used to love life. The Bengals killed my mojo. I
2: mean, well, you've given them yeah. a lot of stock if they're going to kill your mojo.
3: Well, uh, I did. I, 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 yeah, that's true. I, too much stock, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I would honestly, I
1: would like to know, at least I would like to know about Nurse Betsy, I believe her name is, who is the only person in charge of the injuries. Because I know that we have maybe one old lady taking care of the That is why the injuries, it's always like, Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's why it's going to
3: here. Yeah, so it's going to take a year and a half for Joe Burrow to get better. She just rubs like camel fat on the knee and hopes it gets better and blows right. on it. I mean, it's not going to work in the long term. Yeah,
1: I would love to read about that. But I would say this: if if all Bengals is ever like, hey Elise, your story is a little too, you know, too controversial. I would give you one tenth, one tenth of the earnings of D H Sports per month to write for us instead. We don't have a website. You can just, you write it in the video descriptions or something. We'll figure it out. Put it in Without an envelope.
3: Drop it, it up yeah. in front of his door. That's how <laughs> yeah. it works. He'll put the money in an envelope, the $4 in an envelope. Drop it off in front of your door. Oh yeah. my gosh, $4. four, four
2: dollars. What can he buy for $4? I don't even think you can buy a coffee with that.
3: What well, you could donate him
1: back to the show, probably. That's what he oh, wants. Oh, yeah, there you
3: That's
2: go. That's
1: how he works. Charity. Sure, sure. No problem <laughs> with that. But no, I mean, for instance, like, you know, what's going on with the scouting department? The lack of GM? or Are people finally starting to catch on? To when are they, are they, they getting of the enemy?
2: Camp? I think it would be helpful if this team had a general manager because then the, the players and coaches could go to somebody else, someone to kind of be the bridge between players and coaches, players and owners. I think that would be extremely helpful, but I don't see that happening anytime
3: soon. Yeah, me neither. Maybe that should be your piece. Why isn't it happening? <laughs> Why won't it happen?
2: Yeah, okay, if Look ask Brown that question. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: I'm going to write him a letter very soon. But look, Elise, thank you so much for sure. coming on the show. Everybody, no. please Thanks read her article. Me. Give it yeah, it is an amazing article. I've read it three times, and I've made it to the second or third paragraph already. And <laughs> make sure to subscribe to our podcast, give a five-star review, Yeah. and we will see you next time. So long. It's easy. Bye. <laughs>